Hey there, fellow foodies. This is Ann Campia with Girl vs. Food. And co-hosting with me tonight are... Hey, guys. I'm Kaori Take. Hey, everyone. It's Ryan Myers. Hey, what's up? We got the crew back together, finally. Happy to have both of you back on with me. Thanks for joining me. And we're here to bring you our our review of uh, Master Chef Season Four, Episode Sixteen. I think we've discovered uh, we're way far into the season at this point. We saw the top eight compete last night, um, but I did want to mention that because we've been on a mini hiatus, we did miss some people that got eliminated in between uh, Lynn when Lynn got eliminated and last night's episode when Brie got eliminated. So we definitely wanted to mention and give our fond farewell to uh, Bethy and Savannah, who both were eliminated while we were away and unable to review those episodes. Um, Did anyone have any thoughts on those eliminations? Because in my opinion, I think I agreed with both of them at that time. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with uh with you there. I I thought that that was the right choice. Even though last week I was a little surprised that it wasn't Brie, considering the the type of flubs they made, I was surprised it was it wasn't Brie and it was Bethy instead, or was Anna? I forget, but a little surprised. <laughs> yeah, Ryan. No, that's that's pretty much what I thought. Um, they were weeding out like the last few contestants that were. Not up at the top, so I agreed with them pretty much. Um, I still think there are a few that are have gotten by, but let's get to that a little bit later. Um, mm-hmm. Fortunately for us, they're back down to their one-hour episodes. Um, not that I don't love two-hour-long blocks of MasterChef, but I just I like when they get down to the nitty-gritty. They have eight contestants. They have an hour of just, you know the first challenge, team challenge, and then the pressure test, and then elimination. It's just very simple. I love the format of the show. Um, So last night we saw our contestants in the middle of nowhere, literally. I mean, there was nothing around them. Uh, They were given a a survival kit of some sort with just a few um, things that they could use to make a gourmet dish. Uh, Once again, we saw a blue and a red team with Natasha leading, I believe, the blue team and Brie leading the red team. They were given the advantage of being able to choose their teams. And then Brie, having won the competition previous, got to pick the protein for their dish. Um, They had the choice of three rabbits or six pigeons, I believe. She went with rabbit. I think I would have went with rabbit, too. I don't know about you guys. I probably would have picked rabbit as well because I can't imagine what I would make out of pigeon. It doesn't even sound appetizing. (laughs) Yeah, the only pigeons I know are the ones that crap in my car, so I probably wouldn't have picked them. Yeah, I probably wouldn't want the rabbit, too. Yeah, I can't even imagine what they would taste like, let alone having to just look at them, the meat, and yeah, no, I don't even want to think about it. It kind of makes me nauseous, but here's the, here's the kicker, and I knew this was coming um, when they were choosing their teams, and the whole ordeal with Chrissy and always getting picked last came up once again, and everybody knows that there is a there's beef with Chrissy and Brie, as we've seen in previous episodes. And so, of course, Brie doesn't want her on her team. And then at the end, Gordon announces, oh, by the way, the team captains have to switch and you get the other person's people. I mean, perfect scenario to have some drama. I don't know if they had that planned ahead of time or the producer said, no, we need Chrissy and Brie on the same team. But it happened 
And in my opinion, I don't know that it stirred things up as much as they had hoped for, but I thought it was I thought it was a good kind of uh, wake up call for for Bree and Natasha, who both thought they would get away with the teams that they chose. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was a really, really cool move. I really liked what they did there. I think MasterChef keeps pulling new things that we have never seen in previous seasons or episodes. It's always exciting, and that was a really exciting moment. Yeah, I actually thought they actually worked pretty well together. Um, mm-hmm. They were complaining, and then when they brought up the pasta, making the, the pasta uh, out in the wild with the quail eggs, they actually seemed like they were getting along fairly well, and then even when um, Bree dropped the plate at the end, um, Chrissy didn't really seem to be mad. She's like, that's okay, that's okay, we'll just split it up. So I, th- I know they don't like each other, but I think when they're working together, they don't got time to do that. So in the end, it actually didn't hurt them that, that much. Mm-hmm. I agree. And what was up with Natasha's team? I think they took like eight hours to figure out what they were finally going to do with their pigeon. I-, I guess I don't blame them because I wouldn't have known what to yeah. do, but it just it took them so long, I was starting to get worried. Yeah, I just think that they couldn't plan it out and figure out what to do. They probably had so many different ideas coming out. And from them saying, like, the pigeon had to be cooked, you know, there's a small window of it to be done well and trying to figure out which way to cook it. Um, in the end, Eddie did a really good job. But I just think there's probably a lot of info and input from everyone, and they just had a hard time deciding what to do with it. Yeah, I agree. And I also think that if it wasn't for Eddie's uh, pigeon barbecuing skills, they probably wouldn't have won because he did a really, really good job cooking that bird. I When they first cut it, I thought it was raw because it was so pink, but then the judges were saying that that's exactly how it should have been cooked, so I was really impressed. Same here. I guess um, I guess with game meat, it's just that's just the color that it comes out to be. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't know, but um, <laughs> yeah, t- Eddie, to me, is the grill, uh, roasting, anything to do with uh, meat, any cut of meat, he can make it. He's the magic man with that. And mm-hmm. I, I would fully trust him on my team to to uh, make bologna and turn it into steak. You know, he's just he's just at that level. And they and the uh, chef, master chefs continue to recognize his skill in that area. Um, and you're right, Corey. I think because of him, they won the competition. Uh, to me, either of those dishes could have clearly won, and I could have sworn the pasta would have put the other team over the top, but it really was the meat that they called out and said, mm-hmm. this is the reason why the red team is winning. Did you guys agree with that? Yeah, although I'm, I'm, I was also very, very impressed with Chrissy's pasta. How do you make pasta in the wilderness? <laughs> I can barely cook pasta on my own, and let alone with quail egg. Oh, my goodness. Really impressive stuff on her end as well. So, yeah. yeah I, oh, go ahead. Ryan. I thought this was. Oh, I thought that that was the closest competition as far as teams go, where they actually probably had to think about it more. It wasn't like an, a clear cut favorite. Um, I kind of thought the the blue team should have won, like like Kara was saying with the pasta and their dish. They really didn't have any complaints with it, whereas the red team's dish looked really good and clean. But it, besides the the pigeon, nothing else was really that. You know, it was just vegetables. It wasn't any kind of extra stuff thrown into it. So, yeah, I thought maybe with those that pasta, they should have won that challenge. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the teams were – I think the blue team had, like, a more controversial grouping, so it would have been more entertaining to have them in the um, elimination challenge. So that could have been a little factor for why that happens. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I think you and I both have our suspicions as to, like, 
part of this is staged or the producers do things to make it yeah. drama. Uh, I'm sure that's happening. Um, I don't want to know that it's happening because I'm a big fan and that might ruin it for me. But um, <laughs> I think you might be right about that. So we see uh, Natasha. Wait, let me switch that because they switch teams. Bree, Jordan, Jesse, and Chris. No. Yes. And Chrissy on the losing team. And Natasha, James, Eddie, and Luca on the winning team. Can I just first say that although I love Luca very, very much, he's very near and dear to my heart, why is he still in this competition? I mean, he, he's just middle ground for me. He hasn't thoroughly impressed the judges with anything. I'm happy he's in the competition. Ah. <laughs> I mean, I, I love him. I love seeing him. But he's just, I feel like he's on a different level than the likes of Eddie and Jordan and Jesse. Um, he just hasn't shown any progress for me. Um, but he got saved, so he's still in the competition. And he's made it to the top seven, which is pretty cool. Um, so then we yeah, see... Yeah, he just seems to get lucky to get on the right team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we will call him Mr. Lucky from now on. Um, so the the winning team does get the advantage, though, of picking one of the losing team's members to be saved as well. And they choose Chrissy. I'm kind of shocked by that. Do you guys agree with that choice? Uh, I thought that that was a good choice because all three, I mean, all four of them are really strong contenders, but I thought Chrissy was a good choice to save because she probably would have done really well with the Eclairs because she's a really good all-around cook, and the other three would have struggled, which they all did. So it definitely conks one of the really good ones out. Yeah, I... I I think that they did the right choice because I know they thought Jordan and Jesse were the um, strongest competitors and they wanted one of them to get it knocked out or Bree because Chrissy hated Bree. But um, yeah, I guess, I, but I think they're kind of taking the wrong. I mean, Chrissy, they think they could beat her, but maybe they can't. Um, she's actually pretty good in a lot of the challenges, so they kind of might have made a mistake. I probably would have saved Bree just because I think I'd have they would probably have an easier chance to beat her because she's been in the bottom a few times. And she's, you know, they say she's only, she's a vegetarian, but. You know, at certain these um, these challenges are you know meat based. You may have a lot of trouble with them down the line. Yeah, I would have went with that strategy too, Ryan. I just didn't understand that choice. I think some of them underestimate Chrissy, and also it just if you hate the girl, why are you going to save her? Put her in, put her in the cage with the lions, meaning Jordan exactly. and Jesse. They she could have easily went down at the hands of those two. Um, they should have just left her in just to see what would have happened. Uh, so Jordan, Jesse, and Bree have to compete, and they're asked to make not one but six eclairs. And, Corey, we had talked about this just briefly over email today. All of them have made eclairs before. I mean, I, I question that. So uh, what do you guys think? Like, do, do you think that the, the they're given a heads up of what they're going to be making? Do they prep them in any sort of way? Or, or do you really think these people have made eclairs before once in their lifetime? I don't think so. I think they, they, I think they get handed, like, uh, this is my speculation, they get handed, like, a, a briefing on how to make eclairs, whether it's, like, a recipe page or a recipe video, short, and then they have to try to do it, and that's the challenge. Because there's no way how skilled you are that you can make everything all across the map, and there have been all kinds of challenges from, you know, cakes, cupcakes, and all that stuff, so I think there's something going on. 
Yeah, I'm like, yeah. you guys are all home chefs. There is no way. Ryan, what do you think? Yeah, that's me and some other people that watched it uh, yesterday were watching it and were like, uh, my friend's like, these are home chefs? And he's like, I would have no idea how to make any of this stuff. Especially when, like, if they're so fast, they just grab all the ingredients, run, and do everything. So I think they might have some idea of what they're going to do, some kind of walkthrough. Because even if they do know, there's, you know, obviously there's a chance they're still going to mess up. Like last night, pretty much all three of them didn't do a good job on the eclairs. But, mm-hmm. I, it, yeah, there's there's something going on before they actually start the, the competition, I think. Totally agree. Um. So, okay, Jordan, Jesse, Bree, you're presented with all of their eclairs. Which one would you think is the winner? I, I To me, I based on looks, I would have picked Jordan's, but uh, I guess I would have picked Jordan's. Uh, I guess, what was their comment on Jordan's? I can't remember. Was it that he his filling was a little too sweet? Yeah, it, it, his stuff was all around a little sweet. It was a little on the raw side, but other than that, it was probably... You know, it it went all the way through. The the Shanti went all the way through, and they were all even. So you know, I understand why he got the edge. Yeah, the yeah his was. I think they said this was a little undercooked, but um, it had the full filling and the chocolate tasted all right. So I kind of won by default because Breeze was pretty much just raw dough still, and then Jesse's had no filling inside of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was so nervous. I mean. First, I was thinking, oh, I love all of all three of these, and you guys might disagree, but I, I all of those three were my favorites. Um, the fact that Jessie didn't do so well in her first pressure test really made me nervous because, to me, she's my front runner along with Eddie at this point. Um, so I was just hoping and praying she wasn't going to go home on a damn Leclerc, you know? Um, it could have been something else. And uh, another thing that uh, one of our friends pointed out is that I, for me, I'm, and I agree with him because I'm not a fan of when they, for the presser test, ask you to do a baked good or dessert. I think it really should be based on an entree. I, I'm not mm-hmm. a fan of when they ask them to do these, you know, eclair, I, what have they done in the past, the macaroons. I just, if you're a home chef, are you constantly baking? I don't think so. I think they yeah. really need to base it on a dish that you you would make for dinner. You wouldn't be making an eclair ever, right? Yeah, that's that's why I think that they, they have to have, like, a, a quick a briefing with a, some sort of recipe or five-minute video or something because how do you know how to make all of these macaroons? I mean, really? <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, th- there's, there's no way that stuff is a normal food item you cook in your house. Like, hey, kids, you want some chocolate eclairs for dinner? You're not going to do that. <laughs> It's going to be, like, macaroni and cheese and, like, hamburgers. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's some kind of training or notes or maybe maybe earlier in the day they're like, okay, tonight there's a chance you have to cook one of these three items, so study up. And then maybe they just randomly pick one of those three, and then that's what they have to do for the competition so they have some kind of idea of what they're mm-hmm. doing. But, um, yeah, th- there's no way that that stuff is normal, especially, like, butter poached lobsters and eclairs and <laughs> macaroons and stuff. That's not normal stuff. <laughs> So let's let's get to the elimination. Bree got eliminated. We've already mentioned that. Um, your guys' thoughts on that? I mean, between the three, uh, rightfully so, because she made the eclair probably the worst of the three. And also, like personally for myself, I I'm not very interested in Bree. She wasn't my favorite contestant. They, they, they had a way of making her kind of almost borderline annoying looking, like with the facial expressions and stuff, so <laughs> I'm okay with the choice. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with 
Fury. She was kind of one of the lower contestants left. I mean, she did good on some items, but she wasn't. Yeah, she wasn't really interesting. And she's the only really reason that I think they kept her for so long is because she fought with Chrissy so much in that one episode, and I thought they were gonna throw her down in the <laughs> kitchen. Um, but um, yeah, I think she was one of the, the the least you know chance of winning contestants left. And I think once maybe Luca <laughs> goes, the rest of the people left are the top of the the ladder. So it'll be interesting to see who goes in the next episode. I, I, I don't feel comfortable with the fact that she's a vegetarian. And that's not the problem I have, is the fact that she can't taste the food that she's serving is what frustrates me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now, but what's the difference between Christine, who couldn't see the food that she was making? I mean, it, she it's a bit it. of a handicap, too. But she tastes it. That that's is true. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I appreciated, you know, the fact that she got so far, I... I rather than not liking the fact that she didn't taste the food, I kind of enjoyed that. Uh, it showed a different level of uh, technique where you don't know what it tastes like, but she was still able to maybe base what she was doing on texture or other uh, vegetarian versions that she's tasted that she could um, link the protein to. So I did appreciate some of the things that she brought to the Master Chef kitchen, but... Again, like you guys are saying, she is one of the weaker, and so I don't disagree with her going home. Um, and just to repeat, I also think Luca's next to go home. I'll be shocked if he oh. makes it to... I know, <laughs> but I'll be shocked if he makes it past top seven. Come on, he should have left top 11 or whatever. So um, we're down <laughs> to the top seven. <laughs> Sorry, you guys, all you Luca lovers. Um, I think at this point we should call out really quickly who we think is going to win the competition. Uh, Kaori, we could start with you. I think as of now, I think uh, Eddie might take it because he might be the first guy of MasterChef America to win this, and he's also a grill master, and that's something different for everyone. Like, imagine a cookbook from him. And, and an ex-NFL player. That'd be awesome. So, Ryan? Um, if we're going to have to pick one... I'll stick with Jordan. I started with him in the beginning, and I think he he's shown that he can pretty much do whatever's needed for the challenges, and he can cook. I mean, except for the eclairs and turn out too well last last night, but um, he's shown that he can win challenges and stuff. Um, I, I'm gonna stick with Jordan. All right, and I'm gonna go with Jesse. Um, she was I don't know if she was my top, but she was definitely one of my front runners since the beginning. So she's she's to me flawless. I mean, we obviously we saw just a tad bit of a flaw last night, but she'll pick herself back up again and do just fine. So all of us have different picks. You guys let us know what you think, uh, who you think is going to win. Um, maybe you pick Chrissy or maybe you pick James, somebody that we hadn't said. So let us know. Um, next week we see a giant mystery box, and they show us who's under it. It's all of their families, which I love this episode. I think they did it yeah. last season. It's always cool to see them re reunited with their loved ones and i'm gonna cry yeah exactly <laughs> it's the cry episode get your tissues <laughs> ready um so they get to be reunited with their families who i'm sure they haven't been able to contact or see in a very long time so the motivation will be there for everybody to cook really well in front of their loved ones uh we also see a tag team challenge is how i wrote it down 
Um, I think we ha have also seen this type of competition before too. Um, the, the pairings from the glimpse I got on the trailer were interesting. I think some people are going to do well cooking together and some people aren't. So a little bit of drama for everybody next week as well. So get your tissues out and also get ready to be annoyed. Maybe crack a beer open as well. <laughs> um, so, okay, you guys, any, any thoughts on next, next week's episode or anything that we left out from this week's? No, I'm just excited. I, 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 I always want more taste of MasterChef. I think one hour is too short. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should be good. I want to see this tag team. Look, I want to see how they're, look like they're running back and forth and jumping and stuff, so it'll be funny to see if anybody messes up or anything. Yeah, so we'll be back next week um, to discuss the top seven and potentially the, who the top six will be. Um, until next week, Kaori, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at K-A-O-R-I-O-U-S, Corius. And Ryan? Yeah, I'm on Twitter, too. It's at R-Y-N Myers, M-Y-A-R-S, 25. And I'm on Twitter at Ann Campia. Uh, make sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel if you want to follow our reviews on MasterChef or any of the other shows that we review. Uh, definitely chat with us and let us know who you think is going to win MasterChef. At this point, I don't know. It's a very, very close um, race to the finish line. Um, also, go on iTunes if you want the audio version. Re uh, search for Girl vs. Food and you can find them there. Download them and listen to them at work or whatever. So um, until next week, everybody, uh, Kaori, Ryan, thanks so much for joining me. I'm happy to have both of you back with me. Oh, no problem. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And until next week, everybody, happy eating. Thank you.